Hello, and welcome to our podcast, Dad Educates Daughter on 80s Music. This is Series 2, Episode 8. I'm Russell, and this is my daughter, Rebecca. Hello. Hiya, Dad. You all right? I'm good, thank you. Good. So, were you, um, uh, how can I put it, surprised by this week's? Yes. I can't believe I'm back listening to rock. If you tell me it's oh, not rock, I'll be it was, disappointed, but well, I can't believe it it's rock. It's a different kind of rock, though. Different yeah, it weren't, like, it weren't like heavy rock. No, no, um, exactly. So that was all right. Like I've said, it's different to the rock I've had in the past. Yeah. But it was still, I was like, oh, God, here we go. So just to remind everyone who I gave you last week to listen to, it was Survivor, mm-hmm. the Steve Miller Band, ZZ Top, Van Halen, Bon Jovi, and Far Corporation. Mm-hmm. So without giving too much away, how, how did you find it? Do you know what? It was hard deciding my hits and misses this week because, because it's rock. We all know that I'm not, that's not my yeah. forte. But I thought this I like. rock would be a bit better. Yeah, I so, didn't think this rock was would be like I, I wasn't expecting much from the last lot that we've already had, mm. but this week's I was I'm expecting good things. Okay, I'm expecting I'll, I'll put I'll put it on the table now. I'm expecting three to four hits. Okay, don't go changing now. Not changing, <laughs> <laughs> but no, I had to like think about whether I'd go out of my way to listen to them, but also uh-huh. think about whether it would hit with others my age. Uh-huh. Right. But yeah, I was more just, I couldn't believe that I was rocking again. Uh, well, it was, still was happening, you see, even in the uh, the mid eighty or the early mid, so mm. what we now, 90. I mean, when I go through the years, you'll find out, because I've put them all together, they weren't all from 1982. Okay, okay. Okay. But because so of the there, genre there kind some, of thing. But just where they fitted in. Yeah, yeah. So how many, if any, number ones before we get into uh, each group? I've gone low. I've gone for three. Gone for three. Mm. Uh, Not gone low enough. Oh, okay. You only listen to two number ones. However, you only listen to one 80s number one. Okay. Oh, I thought I was being nice with three because I thought I've gone high previously. Can't keep going high. And I didn't think this was a high week and I was right. Uh-huh. Okay. See, it's hard when you go, I've listened to two, but only one 80s because to me in my head, the ones that I think would be a number one, I don't know if they're 80s or out of the 80s. And obviously yeah. when you also say they're out of the 80s, which end of the 80s, yeah. 90s or 70s. So, like, it throws me right off. I can't – it's hard for me to then be like, oh, it could be this one or this one because I don't know which, which is out and which is in. Sure. But I did go – when I fought three, I fought two for Bon Jovi and one for Survivor. Okay. So now you know there's only two. Mm-hmm. What are you going for? I want to stick Two with my one. Bon Jovi or one of each? Too? No, one of each. I want to stick with my yeah. survivor one. Okay. Interesting. Mm. Well, we won't take long then to get to find out if you were right on one of them. Yep. 
So let's talk music then. Yep. And we will start with Survivor. Yes, we shall. So obviously I didn't have, I only had two. And straight I off, I read, like as soon as I saw I have the Tiger, I was like, oh, I know that. I didn't know it was by this, this band. But I feel like with these, you've got to be in like a certain mood to listen to them because of the type of music it is. Like everyone knows I had a tiger. It feels like a workout. I feel like Survivor, a very motivation, getting you up, like that type of rock, not a, yeah. not a like banging your head type of rock. It's a up we get, off we go. Like it's an upbeat rock. So I went and just so you know, when I was doing genres this week, I've just like gone rock apart from a couple. I think I've gone a bit more specific, okay. but well, I'm not quite I'll sure. I'll make it easier rock. for you. I'll make it easier. You've you've got pretty much two types. Right, now okay. let's see if you can put the bands into the right type. Go on. You have got pop rock Ooh. and blues rock. Oh, I went for a country rock. But I guess blues, country, maybe. Bon Jovi, I want to go blues. Steve Miller Band, I want to go pop. Survivor, maybe a bit of pop with the upbeat bit. ZZ Top, we'll have them down. Mm, I want to go pop for them. And then Van Halen, blues. And Far Corporation Blues. Okay. So three of each. Okay. Well, let's see how you've done. So first of all, <laughs> Survivor. Yeah. You said blues. I said pop. Oh, you said sorry, you said pop for them. Okay. Formed in 1979. Okay. They're from so Chicago, that's... Illinois, US, uh-huh. obviously. Yeah. And they are a rock arena band, mainly known as pop rock. So okay. well done. Yeah. Well, I just thought the upbeatness of it, that, yeah. you know, it's not blues, is it? It's not chilled out enough. So they were, or they are, no, they were, sorry, Dave Bickler on vocals and keyboards, Frankie Sullivan on guitars, Dennis Keith Johnson on bass and keyboards. Jim Peterick or Peterick on guitar and Gary Smith on drums. They've had quite a, a weird change around. Um, oh, as I okay. say, weird. they've had a lot of changes. So right. Dave Bickler left in 83 and he was replaced by Jimmy Jameson on vocals. Right. And then Dennis Keith Johnson, he left in 81 and he was replaced by Stephen Ellis on bass. Gary Smith also left in 81. Um, he was replaced by Mark Druby on drums. However, both Ellis and Druby had left by 88 and were replaced by Sinair or Sinair on bass. And so that's Bill Sinair on bass and mm. Mickey Curry on drums. Although Curry soon left and was replaced on drums with Kyle Woodwing. So as you can see, they've had a lot of changes. Yeah. The only one, the only one that hasn't left or two that haven't left are Frankie Sullivan on guitar and Jim Petterick on guitar. So the two guitar players are the two that haven't left. I feel like they like to change around though. 
I think that the the band change around is probably the highlight of of them because there's not a lot I can say about them. It um, is mainly around obviously the the song "The Eye of the Tiger." And so, isn't Burning Heart from Rocky? Well, I'll come to that in a minute because oh, okay. they have had more hits, but they're only really known for the two I gave you in the in the UK. Right. Okay. So again, it's, we've we've come across this before, where they're bigger in America. Yeah, especially if they come from America. So yeah, so just so you know, on as far as the Eye of the Tiger goes, Sylvester Stallone um, heard their song, um, "Poor Man's Son," um, okay. which um, he obviously liked, or you know. Mm-hmm. Um, enjoyed and he asked the band to provide the theme tune for rocky three on the back of it Mm, um the only brief he gave them was he wanted it to be similar to queen's another one bites the dust yeah okay yeah yeah and then the song was co-written by sullivan and petterick so the Mm -hmm. two main two main songwriters and they're the two that have stayed with the band all the Mm -hmm. way through um they were the two founders of Survivor. Um, and they come up, obviously, with The Eye of the Tiger. Which fits so well. Which, when you think about with another one, Bites of Dust. That yeah, is, like, as soon as you said that, I could see. hear it. And it is yeah. that little similarity. Yeah. yeah. Now, in the US, as I said, they had more hits. So they also had Burning Heart, number two. Oh, wow. The Search is Over. Number four, high on you. Number eight, is this love? Number nine, and I can't hold back. Number thirteen. Also, they were like big. So, you know, although over here they're not really they're known mm. as a one-hit wonder. Yeah. Um, although Burning Heart, as you rightly say, was also on Rocky. Rocky mm. four. Um, but they're mainly known over here for the Eye of the Tiger. Yeah, I was going to say, like, from, from the, when you the before that, number three, when you sent me the two songs, obviously, Eye of the Tiger, I was straight away like yeah. knew it. And Burning Heart was like, oh, not heard that, but then heard it and I was like, I recognize it a bit. Like, I've not seen Rocky, but uh-huh. it's like, I know Eye of the Tiger and I've not had to see it. But Connor also knew it and he was like, this is from Rocky and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, ah, yeah, I can hear how it fits in. And... Yeah. So they're actually both from Rocky. Mm. One's from Rocky then, 3 and the other one's from Rocky 4. But then maybe over here, they were only had those because of Rocky. Yeah. So they disbanded in 1988. Oh, okay. The, the but didn't you in, say in... that people left and other people came in 1988? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I said... So the, in 1988, Ellis and Doobie had left yeah. and were replaced by Bill Sinair on bass and Mickey Curry on drums, although Curry was soon to leave and replaced by drums with Carl Woodring. So he was actually with them probably not even probably months. Like, um, yeah, I was going to say. I mean, he was, he was there in 1988. So in 1988, they literally had on, on drums, you had Doobie, Bay, then you had Curry, and then you had Woodring. All in a year. And they disbanded that year. So that they disbanded. However, in 1993, the band reformed with Bickler returning on vocals with Petterick still, Sullivan, 
still. Mm. Sinair, who had just joined in 88, obviously, anyway, and Woodwing. Oh, so the two okay. that so they got that joined, kind of they 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 stayed as part of the new yeah. form. We so it's a still, still if you think about it, it's a, so you've got Petrick and Sullivan still who still were going and been mm-hmm. with them all the way. You had the two that had just joined anyway before they disbanded in Sinair on bass and Woodring on drums, and then you had Bickler on on vocals, who was the original vocalist but left in eighty three and came back. Okay. So, um, and then Bickler again left and was replaced, wait for this, by Jimmy Johnson on vocals, who was the original one that replaced Bickler. So that's what I'm saying. So they stuck, but at least... Is their lineup changes. Yeah, but at least they kind of stuck with all the similar people. So their music didn't change, like, majorly, because you would have heard songs with those vocalists and... They would have all yeah. known each other. There weren't no having to get to know the sound of the band because you've already been in it. So I, the I guess thing it... Is if you were a hardcore fan is remembering who was the, in the group yeah. at that time. Yeah. I'm going to see them live, but I can't remember. Who am I seeing? Who's the vocalist? Who's the, you know. Nah. Yeah. Um, so now in co, now co-founder, as I said, the two of two, both Sullivan and Petterick had been with them all the way. Mm-hmm. Um but however, co-founder Jim Petterick left the group in 2006, meaning Ooh. that Frankie Sullivan was now the only ever present in the group. So he's the only one that went all the way through. All the way from founding to, to, to now. Um, and then Jimmy Jameson passed away in September 2014, aged 63. So now, I take it they're like done now, they're not still. Yeah, I, th- I don't think, I mean, unless. Um, I mean, it would only be in America. Back really. again. Yeah. And um, yeah, I'd say that obviously now they've, I suppose, Petterick leaving in 2006 <laughs> but, was probably in a sense the mm. end anyway. And also their age as well. Yeah, yeah. Not that that would stop you. Rolling Stones are still going, and well, you know they're yeah. they're in the hundreds. You know, so. I mean they're not that old. <laughs> um, so they had two top ten hits in the UK. It's my two. And oh, they had both one top album. ten. Yeah, both top ten. That took a minute. And they had one album which got to number twelve. Okay. Okay. So they hit big over here, but not. So they they were still. You know, people know of them if you're around in that time. Mm. And obviously, the everyone knows of the Iron Tiger. Yeah. Um, but as I say, in America, they were they still had some other hits. I mean, you know, they had a number four with a song that never even got over here, and a num- they had well, they had what four, five, five top ten, top ten, top one hundred Billboard hits mm. in America, and that's big. Yeah, because they have one hundred. Yeah. And all the different. Like we always say, the different genres and different how genres, big it is. Of, um, the different tastes of music, depending on where in the in the United yeah. States you, you are, you know, it's so, so big. So the fact that they've had that amount of um, in that short time, that period of time in the eighties, was was you know quite impressive, really. Mm, so coming back over to here, then only two hits: nineteen eighty-two, "Eye of the Tiger," on the back of the Rocky film which was i'd suppose number three was was probably just as was quite a big one actually oh okay um and they did get to number one ah okay that's the one that i would that i thought because i recognize it it's so big and like i say like they're like 
with that one, I was like, you work out to this song. It's a feel-good song. Like, it's it a kind running of gets, song. It's a, yeah, it's, yeah. You know. But that's what I mean by it fits so well with Rocky yeah. because of what Rocky's about. And it's just, yeah. well, of course you'd have that song. But yeah, now I know that it was made for Rocky. Makes even more sense. Yeah. And in 1985, Burning Heart, which probably only got over here, again, on the back of Rocky, because mm. obviously, as I say, it's from Rocky Four, and um, that got to number five. Mm, fair enough. Well, Burning Heart was. So whereas favorite. over in America they got to number one and number two, mm. over here they got to number one and number five, which still isn't bad. No, but, no, not yeah. at all. Burning Heart was my favorite. Yeah, I like. I do like Burning Heart. Yeah, it's got more singing in it. I feel like I could go with Ida Tiger. So, it's good, so, but yeah. I prefer Burning Heart. Okay, moving on to the Steve Miller Band. Mm. So now you said uh, pop again, pop. didn't you? Yeah, but I kind of think it might be blues because so formed in 1966. Yeah, so blues um, in San Francisco, California. So another American okay. band. Yeah, um, they're known as a rock band, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, psychedelic rock and Blues rock. Yeah. Yeah. Pop. No, no. I put soft rock and I was like country. So I don't know why I didn't see that and think blues. And also like the notes that I've made, it's like it's smooth, it's calm. Obviously it's blues. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, they, like when I was listening, I was like, this really isn't my type of music, but the calmness and you still got that ability to sing along. It just gave me something. And this is what I mean by it's hard to decide my hits and misses. I've been, yeah, back and forth. I've listened quite a few times this week. This was quite a quick week to get through because there weren't many songs bar Bon Jovi. No, no, there wasn't. But I thought it'd be a nice week. Mm. Yeah. But it's funny because watching the videos, these Steve Miller band, they just look like average people. They just look like they've come from their day job. (laughs) The Steve Miller band was obviously Steve Miller. On vocals, guitar, keyboards, and harmonica. So he's quite an all. Oh wow! Man. And then he had various members of the band since the 1960, since when they formed in 1966. Mm-hmm. So what I've done is I've just written down the main 80s lineup. Yeah. Um, which was Kenny Lee Lewis on guitar and bass, Gary Malabar on drums and keyboard, Gerald Johnson on bass, Byron Allred on keyboards and Norton Buffalo on guitar harmonica and he was also backing vocals I mean harmonica you don't hear that often you know yeah. I feel like harmonica is well hard to play you used yeah. to have a harmonica yes I couldn't play it though <laughs> I mean, it, was, it was just there but that's yeah. what I mean it's hard to play like you can't just pick it up and like you can strum a guitar and know how it works but I don't get how a harmonica works like blow into it, but I don't get how you make like music from it. So that's pretty cool. You have to use your hands on the yeah. back and things like that, I think. Yeah. So, yeah. so the, the band now, if anyone know from America, the, the band's debut album, Children of the Future, which was in 1968, so two years after right. they were formed, yeah. was actually recorded at the Olympic Studios in London, England, Barnes. Oh, okay. So they they're from America, but they kind of started over here in a sense. Well, their first, as I say, they recorded their first 
album. I wonder why that was. Like, what were they doing over yeah. here? Now, The Joker was originally released in October 1973. Okay? Originally. In the US. Okay. Right. And it reached number one on the Billboard Hot 100. Wow, these people hitting big in America. Yeah, and it got to number one in early, so bear in mind it was released in October 73, eventually got to number one in early 1974. Oh, okay. So they took their time, but they got there. Now, in the UK, it wasn't released until September 1990, some 16 years later. That's mad. Because it was never going to be released over here, but then it was included on an advert for Levi's jeans. Well, and on they, the back they pop of that, up a couple of times, didn't they? People bought it. Mm. So it was only a hit over here through because... a, an advert. It wasn't even meant to be. It was just, oh, I like that. What's that? People obviously looked into what it was mm. and found out what it was. Ben mind, didn't have internet even really back then. And people started buying it. And obviously, the more people bought it, it got into the charts. And yeah. yeah. Wow. On the back of that, it became a hit in the UK. Oh, that's quite, I mean, that's quite cool. But it's weird that it weren't released here. Yeah, it was used on an advert. Yeah. But again, because a lot of, as I said, you know, I mean, even with Survivor, they're not known as a big band, but they're known as a one-hit wonder in a sense, even though Burning Heart got in the top 10, they're not, mm. if you was to ask people who sang Burning Heart, or what, you know, do you know Either, We don't really know. People wouldn't probably remember the song. And then when you played it, they go, oh, yeah, yeah, I remember that. Who's it by? Well, don't know. You know, whereas I the Tiger, most people, oh, well, everyone's heard it and Maybe fifty percent would probably remember who done it, but, but the weird I mean, thing the is, the fact that people probably didn't remember who done it would tell you that mm. they're known as a one-hit wonder. Yeah, like I've never um, heard a Survivor, but also with yeah. both of those songs, I might play it and they'd be like, "Oh, it's that song from Rocky." That's yeah. probably what it's more related with, rather than it being related with Survivor. No, you're right. Yeah, true. Now, like um, Survivor with their five hits. In America, that you know, as I say, weren't over here. Um, in America, the same again, Steve Miller Band had three number ones. In America. In America. So they had the Joker, as I just said, mm-hmm. got to number one back in 1974. They had Wok and Me, and they had Wok and Me and Abracadabra. Oh, so they're the three that I've got. All three got to number one in America. Plus, Fly Like an Eagle reached number two, and Jet Eyeliner got to number eight. Ah, do you know so what? again, like Survivor, they've got five top, in the top 10, ten hits in the Billboard 100. That's mad. But what I find, because when we've done rock previously, they tend to do better in America. Because in England, because it's so much smaller, our charts tend to be more pop. It's more at that time. Yeah. And obviously in the 80s, it was a lot of, um, depending on when in the 80s it was, but you pretty much went synth pop to so sophisticated pop and just Mm. pop on. Like top, really. Yeah. You know, rather than rock. I mean, there was some like, you know. Well, like we're seeing. It had to be. I mean, that's why this is a bit better because it's pop rock. Which, in a sense, yeah. is probably what Queen were. 
Queen and the yeah, Police. Yeah, put them more down there. Bands, but more pop. And mm. so, yeah. So that was obviously in America where they'd done very well. But how did they do over here? Um, don't fit me. Maybe a top 10. 1976. Walk on Me. Catchy. You know, this one sounds familiar and I don't know why. But it was catchy. Okay. Number 11. Ooh, okay. 1982. Abracadabra. This was a calmer one. This was the one that said was smooth. Number two. Oh, wow. Okay. And then 16 years after it had actually been released in America, mm. on the back of an advert, so it's 1990 for the Joker. This was my favourite. Number one. Oh, there were two number ones. That's your two number ones. Oh, I'll I take the Tiger Joker. On the back of a film. Yeah. And the Joker on the back of an advert. So it just tells you what the English public were like in the eighties. You got a you got a song on a on, on a film, and it done well. The chances are the song would crest get on the crest of that wave as well. Mm. You had an advert. Levi's was was big in the eighties. I was going to say it was they more big the, than the jeans, and um, the song on the back of it done got to the top wow. of the charts. Okay, well, the Joker was my favourite, so I'll yeah, take that. But as I say, yeah. 1990, so it's just outside the 80s, mm. and it was it wasn't released either until August. I was wondering whether it got released in 89 and got. Oh to the, yeah, it took, a, it took a while. So obviously, it's on the back of an advert. You know, it's taken yeah. a while till it's got there, and it actually charted at 69 when it first charted. Wow! And obviously, just on the back of that, it it just slowly um, built, up. built its way up. Um, but um, yeah, it, it 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 wasn't straight away a hit. Um, it literally went, you know, 1969, then number 44, then number 34. So now it's got the chance of getting on top of the pops. Yeah. And suddenly it's gone number 14, number uh, six. And then it spent, what, two weeks at number one. And then it's down to number two. Oh, that's not bad. So, yeah. Top of the pops would have helped it because as soon as they got to the 34, they would have gone on top of the pops. And the funny thing is, would have been like, oh, that's that song. Yeah. That I keep now, singing. the funny thing is, it got knocked off number one by a song that got, got to number one on the back of a film. So you can see in the 90s, that, that it was very, very much it was done around what we were watching on telly. So mm. I suppose in the 80s, it was all about videos, music videos. Now we're coming into the early 90s. It's about what we're seeing on the TV ourselves or in the films. It was Show Me Heaven, Maria McKee from Days of Thunder, which was Tom Cruise. Oh. And Nicole Kidman. Yeah, I've heard of So, yeah, that got that knocked the Joker off number one. Then it's like nowadays, I don't know how it was in the noughties, but now in the 20s, since TikTok's been a thing, it's now about yeah, social that, media, that, yeah. but also just, about um, films because that Disney filming Canto is in the charts now, and that's a musical film. So it's still like films, but it is if you're getting your song on TikTok, you're getting in the charts because it's in everyone's head. Yeah, yeah. So it's weird um, how so it yeah, all changes. How things have yeah, how things have changed. It was mm. would have been what was on the radio, I suppose. Yeah, fifties and sixties. That's then it was had. music TV, music videos yeah. in the 80s. And then come the 90s, you're looking at 
you know, films, films and TV. Yeah. But I guess that's because in the 80s, you didn't have all the TV channels and everything. Anyway, no, you had just, so. uh, as I say, you got onto top of the pops and you knew you'd make it. Yeah. Because that's what people was pretty that's much the only way really doing watch. it. And then obviously, you know, MTV start, you know, cable TV, which was, mm-hmm. wasn't big at that time. It was just coming it's through. It's a luxury, but, wasn't it? But it was getting those videos out in the open, which then obviously moved them up the chart. And then obviously they got onto top of the pops and then and got, got into all the, the pretty much the rest of the British households. You know, yeah. that were interested in music and listen to top of the pops. Mm. So, yeah. So that, that's now your two number ones. So rare as you thought, oh. originally three with two from Bon Jovi, mm. you've got none. none. Well, I thought Bon Jovi because they had the most songs and the ones I've heard of, and there was a few on there that I was like, well, a couple on there that I was like, yeah, I feel like you'd be up there, but I was wrong. Yeah. Mm. Okay. I'm intrigued. Moving on then to ZZ Top. Yeah. Now, again, you said pop rock. Yeah, these are def- these have got to be a pop prop, surely. So, formed in 1969 in Houston, Texas, US, another American band. Mm-hmm. Southern rock, because of where obviously where they come from, and that was obviously mm-hmm. what the genre is. Obviously, there's a different genre in America from southern and northern rock. Apparently so. And blues rock. Really? Uh, they do have a few mellower ones, but. I thought these are a bit more of an oomph. Okay. Because these, like, I found listening, especially the first two songs, they have a similar riff in them. And it sounds, they've got an electric guitar, I think. I mean, I'm not good with instruments, but I think there's an electric guitar. And it's got, got quite a harsh sound throughout. Um, but the songs, uh, do you know what, actually, saying this, the songs sound like they mean something on a deeper level. And I guess... Blues, a bit mellower, they mean something. Yeah, okay. But then there was a couple that was a bit like, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, oh also, these um, people look a bit cowboy looking in there. Give me all oh, your I'll love. come into that. Let, let me come to that. So ZZ Top are Billy Gibbons on drums, Frank Beard on drums, and Dusty Hill on vocals. Oh, was that it? Oh, that was it, that. just the three of them. Gibbons actually formed the group after his former group, Moving Sidewalks, disbanded. So he then formed it again, as in Dobsy Class, called it ZZ Top. Now, in 1979, after a small break, for anyone they, they formed in 1969, so after a small break, the band returned with a new musical direction and image, as both Gibbons and Hill wore sunglasses and had chest-length beards. Okay. They also like the motorbikes. Yeah. Now, although named Beard, Frank Beard actually didn't have a beard. Maybe, maybe beards, he did that he because didn't. his name was Beard. He was like, I'm not going to Beard. Because people be like, ah, you've got a beard because your name's Beard. Bet that's why. Uh, so... ZZ Top have released 15 studio albums and sold an estimated 50 million albums worldwide. Oh, wow. So they're quite big, aren't they? They're quite big. (laughs) They're very big. (laughs) Yeah. They're quite big, aren't they? So they're not just an America band then? 
No, I mean, although mainly, I mean, mainly America. I mean, I think um, the majority of that 50 million was like 10 million was in America. Oh, okay. So, yeah, the band have won three MTV Music Awards for yeah. Legs, Sharp Dressed and Rough Boy. Okay. They were inducted into Hollywood, onto Hollywood's Rock Walk in 1994. Oh, how many walks does Hollywood have? <laughs> they just like to put <laughs> everything on their pavement, don't they? Yeah. You've made it if people walk all over you. And they were inducted into the Rock and Roll, Roll Hall of Fame in 2004. I was waiting for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wonder if we have a couple of those this week. <laughs> and wait for this. Keeping on the films, ZZ oh. Top appeared in the film... Back to the Future, really? part three, as the band at the party. They were the band in Oh, they were actually in it. They were in like the On the film. soundtrack, yeah. they were in it. Yeah. I've yeah. not seen part three, so. Yeah, that's, the, funny enough, the cowboy one. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why they were called up then. Um, now, Dusty Hill passed away in July 2021, oh. aged 72. Oh, Wow. Bear in mind, they had been formed since I was going to say, they've been so, going on for yeah. a while, so they've got to be getting yeah. on. Um, as far as in the UK was concerned, they had four top 20 hits, two of which were top 10. Right. And five top 10 albums, two of which were in the 80s. Okay. So even big over here when you look at That's it. Like a, yeah, but compared to the others as well. Yeah. We've already had. And hence the 50 million studio albums sold worldwide. You've got to be big big in the UK, which is probably what, probably, you know, the third biggest market after probably America and Germany. Yeah. But then I guess in the UK, because we've got Top of the Pops and MTV, you've got more of that propeller to push you, haven't you? Yeah. Okay. 1983 then. Give me all your loving. This is my favourite. Catch it. Mm -hmm. Uh Number 10. Okay. 1983, Sharp Dressed Man. Didn't have a clue what they were singing, but I like his voice. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I like his voice, but I was like, I don't know what he's saying. Like, no matter how many times I listened to it, I was like, I still don't really quite know what you're saying. Uh It was nice to listen to. Uh Nice voice. (laughs) Maybe others felt the same because it only got to number 22. Oh, okay, so out. 1985, Legs. This one was just quiet and slow. Yeah, yeah quite it's my favourite. Really? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah from the like, 80s. I'm not saying it was bad, but it just it went a bit quiet. And I was like, mm. Number 16. Not bad. Uh, 1985, Sleeping Bag. This weird, is more of an instrumental. song. Yeah. We're gonna this is what I mean. We're going to sing about a sleeping bag. Yeah. This is what I mean by I think they have like more of a meaning to it. Uh-huh. I don't know. But yeah, sleeping bag was more of an instrumental. So not up my show. Only, only got to number 27. Okay. Still in the top 30 though. But yeah, 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 but not, not top 20. 1986, Rough Boy. Um, soft and Calm. Sounded nice. More singing. The singing came back, so I liked that. Number 23. 
Okay. And then we're going to 1992 for Viva Las Vegas. Was this a cover? Because it sounds familiar, but it also sounds oh, really? electric. So I feel like it was like a complete change in their sound. Um, yeah, I, I agree on the, the change in the sound. And I actually like the, as I say, I mean, I like legs as from the 80s, but probably Viva Las Vegas is my favourite. Yeah, I did, I did like um, it. Just because it is, it is different, as you say. And yeah, it's, um, it's quite catchy. It is, yeah. But whether, um, oh, well, Elvis Presley sang it. Uh, I thought it. so, but I didn't want to make a fool. Yeah, I didn't want to make a fool of myself and say, because also in the video, they're in Vegas, obviously. Why would you not be? And, well, whether it is Vegas, but, you know, casino. And it starts off with a man. I'm pretty sure they're trying to make the man look like Elvis Presley. So in my head, I was like, I swear this is an Elvis Presley cover. And I thought it sounded like an Elvis Presley type song. Yeah. But I don't want to make a fool of myself by suggesting that it's Elvis Presley. No. Oh, I would not have known that. So, yeah. Um, and it also actually appeared in two films. Oh. Beavis, Beavis and Butthead. Right, not heard of that. In 1993, an episode of um, of that. So that's a TV show. Oh, that's a TV show. And then show. in the film, 90, in 1998, of um, the big Lebowski, Lebowski, Never heard of them. Um, and they also used some sound elements from Michael Jackson's Jam. Mm. So there you go. So yeah, it was a cover. There you go. So that was, you that was ZZ Top. It was indeed. So moving on then to Van Halen. Yeah. Now you say blues. I want a fool. You can't change your mind. You've said it now. So, I know so I have. At the beginning, people have only got to rewind. You put me on the spot at the beginning, right? Um, so they were formed in 1972. Right. In Pasadena. California, US. America. And they're a hard rock, pop rock. I get it. So you, you uh, really couldn't get to grips with the blues and the pop. I can't. And that's probably because they're very similar. Probably not yeah, much between Yeah, but there's not. It's more just thinking about which one's more upbeat and which one's a bit mellower. That's probably the only difference. And if, I, if you didn't put me on the spot so much, I probably um, could have thought about it a bit more. Because every time I turn my page, I'm like, oh, I want to change. Oh, well. But yeah, Van Halen only had three songs. And it was an odd one because the three all sounded a bit different from each other. Mm -hmm. So, I was, yeah, I didn't really, like, it was hard to compare each song and know what Van Halen were because each song was a bit different. So, uh -huh. yeah. But they looked like so they were having fun. They can't keep sure still they in their videos. They can't oh. keep still at all. Like, because it's like, they're still like the performing videos, like the live, and they can't keep still. They, they just, like, the, the main guy, like you'll tell me in a minute, but he's got his own mic, but he likes to go over and share with the other guy and still hold his mic. And it's just like, are you okay? Do, do you need to sit? Do, you need to sit down. Yeah, he wouldn't stand still. So um, Van Halen are Eddie Van Halen oh. on guitar and keyboards. Okay. Alex 
Van Halen. Oh, we're a, we're a family. Michael Anthony on bass and David Lee Roth on vocals. Oh, so uh, Dave Roth left in 85 and was replaced by Sammy Hagar. Right. So, as I say, they were formed in 1972 mm-hmm. by Eddie and Alex Van Halen. And Mark Stone was at the time on vocals. And they were originally called Genesis before replacing Stone with David Roth and recruiting a bass player, Michael Anthony, mm-hmm. and changing their name to Van Halen. What's really weird is we've done a Genesis, haven't we? Yeah. They wouldn't have been Genesis if these guys didn't change their name. But no. So, Jump was ranked number 15 on VH1's 100 Greatest Songs of the 80s. Okay. I mean, it's not a bad song. And it was recently used on the soundtrack of the 2015 biopic film Eddie the Eagle. I like that film. I'm going to have to re-watch that film to hear it, in it? But I feel like it'll be during the time that he's probably tra- like determined to do the jump. Oh, there you go. Oh. Jump was nominated for Best Rock Performance by a Duo or Group at the 27th Grammy Awards in 1984. And they lost out to Purple Rain by Prince. Which actually, Prince was really a soloist, but because yeah. he had the backing band of the new power generation, oh. that was classed as a group. Even really, it was well, really cheating, so isn't it? This is a soloist, really. That's cheating. So, yeah. So, we're in a sense, they could have, I don't know who else was in the running for. Yeah, but it, if but Prince weren't in it, they would have the fact got that it. It says by a duo or group, and then Prince wins it, but it was classed as Prince and the new power generation. No, that's a joke. I would have killed Rain it. was a good song. Yeah, well, I nearly went, well, you're going to lose to Purple Rain anyway, aren't you? And then yeah. I was like processing that, hang on a minute, Prince. Yeah. I would have appealed it. I'd have been like, I'm not standing <laughs> for this. Now, according to Dowell Hall of Hall & Oates, we've ah, said about yeah, yeah. Eddie Van Halen told me that he copied the synth part of Kiss on My List and used it in Jump. And I don't have a problem with that at all. Oh, well, that's nice. I mean, he's so now up when we to it. All the, the legal lawsuits have gone on saying you've taken, then, sampled yeah. this and, or taken that. And you've um, got these Dan two. Dan Hall actually says he didn't mind, you know, it's a good song. And I suppose they're just pleased that he liked their song. Yeah, he probably it. felt a bit honoured. So, Not honoured. Um, I don't know. In like, October 2020, oh, Eddie yeah. Van Halen died, age 65, from lung cancer. Oh. So, yeah, so, I mean, all the groups we've we've come across, the, the, the vocalists, well, no, but Eddie Van Halen wasn't really, no, he wasn't the he vocalist, vocalist. He was guitar, no. But um, he was obviously the founder, and obviously mm. without Eddie Van Halen, Never there's be no Van Halen. Mm-hmm. Um, we've, we've lost the vocalist of um, Survivor. Mm. Or one of the vocalists. Yeah. We lost the vocalist of ZZ Top. Yeah. And then we've lost and someone. we've lost the main man of Eddie Van, of Van Halen in that mm. Van Halen. Mm. And it's been like all recent. Yeah. Uh, 20, what was it? 2014. 
2021 and 2020 2020 and 2021 yeah mm. so as you say not not many not many songs from van halen only three um they had however two top 10 hits oh and eight top 20 albums oh okay so they did their part didn't they yeah but i suppose more known as an album yeah a, with their albums uh, hitting like they've got more albums so in the they've charts got, they got their followers that would go out and buy the album but yeah, not enough followers not, to, to get them hits yeah. in the in the singles chart yeah they're not buying However, the singles they had, they're waiting for those albums two top they? 10 hits so yeah 1984 jump catchy number i like this one yeah mm. number seven. Oh, okay not surprised it's a good one 1986 why can't this be love my favorite this was a single yeah. this was a and i recognized it a little bit and i don't know why we got to number eight nice and then 1988 when it's love this one was slower and it had a well long intro yeah i was sat like please don't tell me this is an instrumental song it was just a long intro i was like jesus you're gonna sing yet? And then it did. But it was a good song. Just the intro put me off. Number 28. Still not bad, is it? No, not top 30. Yeah. So that's what four bands so far. Mm-hmm. Two to go. Mm-hmm. And now for the one with the, the most songs. Yeah, we've got a nice good probably ten. the the one that most people would have heard of, Bon Jovi. Yeah. I'd heard of him, but I yeah. have no idea what songs they'd done. Okay. Now you went for blues rock. Yeah. You haven't done very well up till now. I think you've only got survivor mm. right with pop. Uh, yeah. Um, so they were formed in 1983. Okay. In Saraville, New Jersey, United States. America. They are an arena rock. So they're same pop rock. as survivor and pop rock. So pretty much exactly the same as Jen was a survivor. Well, I thought they were a bit of country rock, which is why I went blues. Sounded a bit country, but apparently not. <laughs> so Bon Jovi are John Bon Jovi on vocals. Mouthful, isn't it? David Bryan on keyboards. Tico Torres on drums. Richie Sambora on guitar and Alec John Such on bass. Now, Such left in 1994, obviously past the 80s anyway, Mm -hmm. and he was replaced by Hugh MacDonald, while Richie Sambora left in 2013 to be replaced by Phil X. I was going to say, they're still going, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I say yes. Um, I mean, we're talking, yeah, 2013 when Sambora lost, but but Sambora was like the the co-whiter with um, Bon Jovi, so maybe losing him isn't probably... Put him down a bit, yeah. Yeah. Um, Now, the band were credited, or are credited, with bridging the gap between heavy metal and pop with their style and ease, and hence, obviously, being known as a pop. But But it's weird that you've had pop rock bands that were about before them get credited for it. Yeah, but these, I suppose, because... They were they so made big, it bigger. Mm. you know, they weren't just big in America. They are big, they were, yeah, every, yeah. you know. I mean, even when we talk ZZ Top and how big they were, now 
you'll see in some of the figures I'm about to give you how big Bon Jovi are. So in 1984 and 85, they released their first two albums and their debut single, Runaway, which made the top 20 in the US in 1986. While their third album, Slippery When Wet, sold alone, this is, over 20 million copies. And it included three top 10 singles, of which two made number one in America. Oh, okay. Okay. You give love a bad name and living on a prayer. I mean, they're big, aren't they, them two? So you do you think ZZ Top have got 50 million copies of the, all their albums? All their set with just one. One, just one was 20 million copies. Yeah. It's mad as a difference, isn't it? Yeah. And as I say, they had two number ones with You Give Love a Bad Name and Living on a Prayer. Mm. And then their fourth album, New Jersey, which was released in 1988, was also very successful selling over 10 million copies. Wow. And featured five top 10 singles, which is a record for what they class as a glam metal album. So okay. they obviously changed a bit. Changed up. And again, they made, got two number ones with Bad Medicine and I'll Be There For You. Okay. So that's four number ones in America. From two albums, yeah. Yeah. And two top-selling albums with 20 million copies and 10 million copies yeah. each. That's 30 million, over just 30 on two million, mi- two just albums. on two albums. Yeah. But then it's weird because of the genre they are. Like, yeah, they're big. Yeah, I've heard of them. But like I say, I don't, didn't really know their music until, like, like I recognised two. Yeah. But... I, I wouldn't have known, like, I've heard of the song, I know the songs, but I wouldn't have been able to tell you that then we know what I'm like anyway. But, um, yeah, like, they're not, like, that big. I don't really know anyone that's a Bon Jovi fan. Well, it's you might be I'm blown away say. with some of the figures I'm about to give you. Now, bear in mind now, in 1994, so we're past the 80s, we're into the 90s now. Yeah. Their single, Always, was their biggest selling and longest charting single. While the album that it came from, These Days, which was released in 1995, proved to be a bigger success in Europe than the US, producing four top 10 singles in the UK alone. Okay. So the 1990s, they really made it bigger over here. Wait for this. They've had 29 top 20 singles. Of which 18 made the top 10. Okay, they are big then. They had, they've got had in the UK 17 top 10 albums, of which five were number one. Wow. Seven were number two, and one was number three. So from 17, only four, 13 of them. Yeah were top three albums. That's mad. That's mad. But I don't know one Bon Jovi fan, unless people are secretly Bon Jovi fans. Yeah. (laughs) And I can honestly say I don't own a Bon Jovi album. So there we go. Not even their greatest hits? Now, 
as as I know, I haven't even got great. I haven't got anything of Bon Jovi. Mm-hmm. Um, now, obviously, I said they've had twenty nine top twenty singles. Yeah, but you haven't got anywhere near that amount. But you got mainly ten. because they were just as big in the nineties as they were the eighties. Uh, okay, so it spreads as over. As I just said, they were they were bigger in the nineties in Europe than they mm. were. They were an American band, big big in America in the eighties. Yeah. Not so much in Europe. And then the tables turn come the 90s, mm. they were bigger in Europe and not so big in um, in America. I mean, they're obviously still big, but not as big. Yeah. These days, which was released in 1995, actually had four top 10 singles in the UK. Right. You've got none from past 92. Okay. Right. So 1986, you give Love a Bad Name. Recognize that one. You can sing your heart out to it, can't you? Yeah, it's one of those, those you know, pop songs of the yeah. 80s. Yeah. Even though you thought they were blues. <laughs> it got to number 14. Right. 1986, Living on a Prayer. Obviously, recognize this one. This one's upbeat. This is, yeah. Probably there. Yeah, I was going to say, this well is the one that they're probably here. known. Yeah. Yeah. Number four. Good placing. Um, Nineteen eighty-seven, wanted dead or alive. I also recognise this one. I really like um, the vocals in this one. Yeah. Mm. Number thirteen. Okay. Nineteen eighty-seven, never say goodbye. This one slowed down then. And this is what I mean by where the blues came in my head, because they had a few slow ones. But I tapped along to this one. Number 21. Ooh, all right. 1988, Bad Medicine. Catchy chorus. Like this chorus. Uh, yeah, that's what got me. Number 17. Okay. 1988, Born to Be My Baby. This was my favourite. This one's up my street. Mm. Number 22. Oh, okay. 1989, I'll Be There For You. This one felt like more of a power ballad, you know. Like, had that kind of vibe with it. Mm. Number 18. Okay. 1989, Lay All Your Hands On Me. And then this one was more... Lay Your Hands On Me. Oh, yeah. And this one was more rocky. More shouting at me. So I got to number 18. I'll say only, but still. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 1989, still living in sin. This one just had me tapping along again. It was a bit of a mediocre one. Number 35. Oh, okay. And then 1992, keep the faith. Do you know what's different about this one? You heard more from like backing singers. I weren't just like the main vocalist. There was like back backing singers as well. So I quite like that. I changed it up a bit and gave it a bit of a different feel to it. So that was nice. Well, it's actually so friend of mine, 1986 Living on a Prayer was number four, was their best. Uh, Keep the Faith, which is now in the 1990s. And as I say, mm-hmm. they're getting bigger in the 90s in over here than they were in America. Mm-hmm. It got to number five. Oh, okay. Yeah, that wasn't a bad one. It didn't have the upbeatness of like living on a prayer, though. Weren't like yeah. get you going. 
Now, on the back of that, and these you haven't had, but because obviously they're 90s, but mm. 1993, Bed of Roses got to number 13. Uh, 1993, In These Arms got to number nine. Uh, 1993, Still, I'll Sleep with When I'm Dead, number 17. 1993, I Believe, number 11. Now we're going into 94, Dry County, number nine. 1994, as I just said about Always, mm. got to number two. Oh, that was their so biggest, that's their biggest. Yeah, so maybe I should have given you that one, but it was quite a bit out. Um, Please Come Home for Christmas, number Ooh. seven, 1994. 1995, Someday I'll Be Saturday Night, number seven. Right. Uh, 1995, This Ain't a Love Song, number six. 1995, Something for the Pain, number eight. Mm. So all top ten hits now. Mm. Um 1995, Lie to Me, number 10. 1996, These Days, which was this song, the, the, the album name. Oh, yeah. Seven. 1996, Hey God, number 13. 2000, now we're into. It's My Life, number three. I 2000, that. Say It Isn't So, number 10. 2000, Thank You For Loving Me, number 12. 2001, One Wild Night, number 10. Uh, 2002, Every Day, number 5. 2003, All About Loving You, number 9, so still top 10. Mm. Uh, 2005, Have a Nice Day, number 6. 2006, Who Says You Can't Go Home, number five. So you can see they were still getting hits in the 90s and in the 2000s. Yeah. So they got bigger over here. As time went on. As time went on, whereas obviously Mm. in America, they... they, they Were big straight off. They weren't as big. Mm. Which uh, is weird, isn't it? Because America is usually the game, like the big... You're, you're top guns if you're in America, aren't you? So, but then it's weird. Yeah. I can't get over that. I don't know anyone that like, likes Bon Jovi. I'm going to start asking people now because there's got to be some <laughs> secret lovers, surely. <laughs> they can't be that big. And I not know one person. Like, even from my generation, there's got to be someone that likes Bon Jovi. going to ask. Put it out there on Twitter. That, that educates. I'm a Bon Jovi fan. Mm, I'm going to find out. Okay, so on to the last group. Yeah. Far Corporation. Only had one, didn't I? But I did go out my way and I listened to three other songs. One of Your Lovers, Sebastian and Rainy Days to compare. And, you know, it, it was hard to compare them all because you had like one of Your Lovers, I found that quite catchy. Sebastian was quite slow. And Rainy Days was a bit more rocky and a bit more upbeat. So it didn't really help me out, really. But they were like, you know, I've said before, Spotify, you've got your most popular songs. So there was two for Stairway to Heaven and then those three, which is why I listened to those three, because obviously they're biggest ones. Not big enough to chart, but yeah. 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 I don't know. I liked what they were wearing. They looked like rock stars. They had like the baggy... And they're like flowy arms and the baggy tops with like leather trousers and they tucked it in. All right. Yeah, so I like that. But they just didn't seem to have any... I mean, Stairway to Heaven, it's not very... It's not an up there, like a, a 
move around and jump around song, but they just didn't really have much energy. It was, yeah, one song is where it's hard, isn't it? So the main lineup was Robin McCauley on vocals, Kurt Cress on drums, plus Bobby Kimball on vocals, mm-hmm. David Page on keyboards, and Steve Lukather on guitar. Now, all those former three were, you probably may, well, you probably won't remember their names, but we have mentioned them before there because they are from the band Toto. Okay. Who obviously sang the song Africa. Yes, yes, yes. I was like, Toto, they weren't, they weren't out and up there, stand out, but now you've said that. Yeah, I remember. So the group was actually created by German record producer Frank Farian or Ferian, F A R I A N. And taking the first syllable of his surname is how the band got their name, Far Corporation. It's a bit random, though, isn't it? Well, so Far Corporation, which in a sense is Frank Farian Corporation. <laughs> yeah. Far. Um, were the first group to chart with a cover version of Led Zeppelin's Stairway to Heaven. Oh, so not even theirs? No. However, the fact is, they were the first group to make the single charts with this song. Oh. As Led Zeppelin had never released it as a single. Ah. I was going to say, because I never... Because I've done Led Zeppelin, haven't I? No, no, they were 70s. Have I not done Led Zeppelin? Hmm. No, I don't think so. No, I must have just, I just have heard of Led Zeppelin. But I didn't put two and two together anyway. Of like, I didn't think, you know, like Viva Las Vegas. I was like, this is a cover. I've heard this somewhere else. I didn't think that with this. I just kind of recognised the song. So Led Led Zeppelin's song, and there's been quite a few covers around it. But right. this is the main cover, and it's actually the only version of the song to make the Billboard Hot 100. Oh. When it peaked at number 89 in October uh, 1986. It's not really something to scream about, is it? No, but it's like making number 39 in the top 40. It is yeah, I wouldn't really scream good, about it. You know, I would if, I was, if I'd made a song and it got in the top forty. I would be screaming about it. I so wouldn't. to go into the top one hundred in America and make nineteen eighty nine is still quite something. I'm pretty sure if um, oh, Wobby Williams, I don't know how well he did over there, but um, he didn't do that well. But I'm pretty sure he'd be know, letting us know if he did make the top, you know, the billboard, yeah. even if he only got to nineteen eighty nine. Yeah, okay. He probably did do better. I don't know how well we actually did, but yeah, I'm just putting it into you know perspective. It is I quite guess big. I guess if it you're going to if you're sound not gonna, quite big, no, it doesn't. But then I guess because it's a top 100. If you're getting into top 100, no matter where you are, it's better than all yeah, the people that didn't. That's what I'm get saying. It. If you got if you yeah. had a hit in the hit over here in the top and it made the top 40, you, you'd be classing that. Well, you'd be classed as a one-hit wonder. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So Frank Farian is also known for the groups Boney M and Millie Vanilli. So Boney M would have been 60s, 70s, I think. Right, okay. Then obviously he had Far Corporation and then Millie Vanilli was a bit later. Right, okay. I was going to say I've never heard of any of them. Yeah. Um, So the cover was a top 10 hit in the UK in October 19... Now, I've I've double-checked. So Nessa, whoever 
put the information out there. But bear in mind, I said they peaked in the top 100 in America in October 1986. They actually were a top 10 hit in the UK in October 1985. So I'm guessing oh. one of them's wrong. Yeah. But the UK one, I would say, I mean, it comes from the official chart website. So I think it's the information that I've got regarding America. Yeah. That is probably meant to be not Just a bit off. 86 rather uh, 1985 rather, rather than 1986 because it's yeah. weird that they're both October yeah that's a type because it's America I can't find any information I suppose because it's not even though I'm, I'm defending it by saying it was done really well in getting the number eight and I, uh, you know over there it's still not obviously worthy of anything but yeah yeah so um now going on to Led Zeppelin they were an English rock band um, right and Stairway to Heaven was actually written by Jimmy Page and Roger Plant, who were the main two people in Led Zeppelin. Okay, I'm glad you um, that. And Stairway to Heaven is often regarded as one of the greatest and most iconic rock songs of all time. Yeah, it didn't Yet, really do well. It's with not Led associated Zeppelin. with Led Zeppelin as it's a associ- single. It's, yeah. it's associated with Far Corporation, which is. I'd a be fuming. <laughs> I'm I'm surprised they've never, you know, maybe that's how. But then again, if they've covered it, they've given them. They get the royalties, everything that goes with it. They're the writers. Yeah. Why do they need to ruin it? They don't really need a version out. And they don't need to really do much work, and they're still getting the money, really, aren't they? Yeah. And it's obviously. I'd still be fuming, though. I'd still be like, but what about my version? Am I not good enough? Like, you like my song? You like you like the song, just not my voice. Cool. But I'm sure they get downloads and what have you on the back of it. Oh, yeah, definitely. They probably sold quite a few albums on the back of it. Yeah. So now Far Corporation, they, as you said, not, although they were classed as a super group, they weren't a super group as such because they only really had one hit and, you know. And they had all um, the same people from one band, really. Well, they? they had three from Toto. So, yeah, not like from one group and another group. It's no. Yeah, it can't be classed as a super group at all. Uh, so Stairway to Heaven, as I said, 1985, and it got to number eight in the UK. Okay. I gathered it would have been a top ten because you don't give me yeah. otherwise. No. And they were just known as a rock group. They weren't popular. Oh. Singers. They were just rock. Okay. But then that's because that's what that song was and Led Zeppelin. Led Zeppelin. So, yeah, yeah. Now you've put it like, now you so, told me it's from Led Zeppelin. Band. Of course it's going to So, yeah. Yeah. So that that brings us to the end of, of this week. So yes, it was rock, but I think it was a bit different than past rock. It was a bit different. That's why I said it was hard to decide. As I said, I had I had high hopes for this week. Well, so let's find out, shall we? Let's find out. So we'll go back then to the beginning, and we'll start with Survivor. Only two songs yeah. over in the UK, although they yeah. were still big in America. Yeah, hit or miss. Hit. Yeah, because those two songs, like you know, I like both, and I feel like, I mean, as much as they got to be in a certain mood, I'd go down that route. When I'm in that certain mood, you'd go, I'd go to them. Do you know what I mean? So I'd, I'd explore them more when I'm in that mood. Yeah. Okay. Going on to the Steve Miller Band, three songs, a number one as well. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts? Hit or miss? A hit. I really liked yeah. them. Yeah, they were catchy. 
I liked that about him. Can't be a bit of abracadabra. I can't believe you said that was a bit more slower and compared to the others. Yeah, no, but I really like the Joker. The Joker. Everyone else in the back of an advert. Yeah. So take it. Two hits. (laughs) Yeah. Two hits. As we move on to ZZ Top. Um, these are a mess. I wasn't sure how they do. Yeah, it, I don't know. There was just something about um, they had too many soft ones. Mm. Viva Las Vegas and give me all your love, loving. Great. But yeah, it was just a bit too soft for me. Okay. Van Halen, three songs. Miss again. Really? Oh, yeah. No, no. Cool. I just, I don't know what it is about them I think it's because they all sound different I wouldn't really know when I was listening to them I don't really think they'd hit with a wider audience either like if I played them to like while I had people around I'm sure Jump would do well though yeah yeah but that's just one song so I can't give the whole group a hit because of that no, although as I say, I I like why can't this be love as well? To be honest, but, mm, I do like yeah. them, but like I say, they're just not not enough to. They're a bit yeah. too much different from each other that I sure. wouldn't know when to play just that group. Uh-huh. Okay, mm. moving on to Bon Jovi. Yeah, they were a hit, which I was I was surprised about because. I've heard of Bon Jovi, and in my head, they were, like, really rocky. But then listening to the 10 songs, they weren't as rock as I thought they were. Um, and the more, like I said, I listened to the songs more than I usually would because it just seemed to go so quickly. I didn't have as many as normal. And the more I listened to them, the more I was like, actually, you're not, like, screaming in my face. You, you, you've got a good a few good ones here and I feel like there's enough to choose from them and now you've said how they carried on like you know if I ever put Bon Jovi on there's loads more that I'll probably like even more by the sound of it always I I don't even know how always goes but it sounds like that's Mm, just as good as living on a prayer yeah yeah yeah. and I probably should have given you it in hindsight because it you know got to number four but I didn't um and then lastly Far Corporation miss yeah, I, even though, but I look, but it's like the Weather Girls last week. They were a hit, and I explored yeah, their other music, one, and so. I really liked them. So I did the same this week. I explored their other music, but it just it weren't for me. It no. yeah, yeah, just didn't really have. So any I said, I said, I'll take that. I said three or four. Yeah, and half and half. I was expecting it to be the Steve Miller band. I wasn't sure about ZZ Top. I knew Far Corporation wouldn't be. Steve Miller Band was my one. I thought Van Halen, Survivor and Bon Jovi would be Mm -hmm. be hits, but it was Steve Miller Band over Van Halen for you. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Leaving the rock behind then, and now we... This is what you're excited for, isn't it? This is where we start. As I said to you last week, get this week out of the way, and I feel... We're moving into a direction that I I like mm. personally, and hopefully from now on we we have some successful weeks. We will find out, won't we? We will. Imagine well, I completely hate all your music. Yeah. <laughs> so next week you are listening to. Go on. For episode nine, yeah, bit of a landmark. It's literally going into 1983. 
Right. So, so we're getting right in the middle, aren't we? My, you know, I'm almost a teenager now, you know, getting there. Eleven. Well, okay, but I, I started <laughs> out with one of the groups that, that are on this week. Frankie goes to Hollywood. This, it is indeed. It's the one that started me off. I knew that. So I do listen to you, you know. You've got Thompson twins. I've heard of them from you. Like I don't think I'd know their music you've got frankie goes to hollywood yeah you've got talk talk you've got h2o like the water yes right and you've got rock steady crew okay rock steady crew. so i've heard of thompson twins i think you and yvonne have spoken about them and frankie goes to hollywood i knew that was the one um that got you into this type of music but the others no idea okay well we'll find out next week how you do i mean the first three are going to be the main ones i'm excited to see what i think of frankie goes to hollywood because i don't as much as i know that that's who started you off that's not one that i really associate with you and like what i've grown up with you so i don't think i know many of frankie goes to hollywood songs I also used to think that Frankie Goes to Hollywood was a soloist, but apparently not. No. Okay. So. All right, well, I'm excited. I've got high expectations, remember. You shouldn't big these weeks up. I, I'm bigging it up because I'm, I'm thinking it will be big. All right. All right, then. So. We'll see. But we will see. So I shall send you the songs over. Yeah. You will find out if you've... Uh, Hit big with me next week. Yeah. Okay. Shall we wait and see next week? Yeah, you will. I will let you know. Yes. Okay. Bye. Bye, Dad.